Hey, there we go. Yay. Yay. You fixed it. I fixed it. Good job. So proud of you. But you, you don't believe me? No. Damn. Not at all. All right, cold shoulder. Let's see how it is. Don't get all your lipstick all over my microphone. I'm not. I'm not mouthing it. Yeah, it's kind of too big anyway. I know. I can't open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want your dick to be missing, sure, we'll try it, but... That's why you like small dick guys, because you can't suck big dicks. I can't. <laughs> my jaw. I think is I have like, a better chance of that. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> don't show anybody that. I know. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Are you sure be, you uh, don't They'll want be lining it. up for me. I know, and you'd be like, "Yo, back him off! I'm gonna be backing off with a stick. Back off!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm not sucking dick. No, you nope. would gag, just like yeah. you when you swallow pills and brush my teeth. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. Hey everybody, we are here for episode number 12. It's Tink and... Pedro! Of course, our favorite. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... I mean, you know, I think so. I'm glad I'm your favorite. You are my favorite. So, we decided we're going to give a little bit more information on our swinger topic and have Swinger 102. 102. So, that means that we are now in the sophomore class. Yeah, basically. So it's you know next grade where we've we've moved up into the world on this and Sweet. the next steps on how about how you go about things with you know getting into that lifestyle, and then we're going to touch base on uh, polyamory and the different types that there are. <gasps> There's like eight of them. I know. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a long one on that one, but they're really cool and actually it's kind of interesting because there's a few of them that I didn't know about. So that'd be pretty cool to touch on base on. And then also we're going to touch base on our BDSM where safety comes into play because a lot of people who are in the lifestyle, they pretty much know what the safety is, but there's actually a lot of things that we may kind of overlook. So we're going to jump in on that one at the end and kind of make sure we touch base on the things that we may not always think about. And somewhere in between there, we're going to do uh one our, of our fun little segments too. Yes, we're gonna do our celebrity smasher pass. Swap or not? Swap or yeah. not? Shit. I know. I gotta get used <laughs> to the swap or not name. You can throw me off because everybody does smasher pass, but it's the swap or not. All right. So yeah, we'll throw that in there somewhere, wherever we feel like it. Okay. All right. You are the captain of this ship. I so. I definitely am. So going in with the swinger one hundred and two. Okay. Um. Here's a big thing. How do you handle... Okay, so you've been in the lifestyle, say, six months to maybe a year. You maybe had a few close encounters, or maybe you've already been able to play with somebody, and your partner's been able to play with somebody, maybe you've been able to play with a couple. How do you handle the jealousy? Because we all know 
we're human beings. It happens whether we want it to or not, whether it's a big problem and it like eats you alive or it's just like the little things that, you know, seem to get just not necessarily get under your skin, but you go, oh, why am I feeling like I'm jealous of her, you know, something that happened or, you know, something that I witnessed. Mm. How do I do it? Yeah. Uh, like, well, does it happen to you? Do you get jealous? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. But I think in the moment, like after that initial wave of like, you know, you're jealous, mm -hmm. I, I try to like sit back and think about the situation before I let my brain kind of like ruin it for me, you know, and I have a little conversation with myself, like we're here because we both want to be here. Okay. Nobody forced me to go through with this. Mm -hmm. So if you're enjoying something, then I need to be happy for you and let you enjoy it, you know, cause it's not about me at that point. And that's where like in the polyamory lifestyle, we call that compersion. Yes. You know? Compersion. So it's being happy for your partner when they're happy with other partners. Right. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, you know, especially if it's, about something that you may have an insecurity with yourself about. Um, but ultimately, if you have a strong relationship with your partner and you've discussed, you know, everything in the past, you should be able to work through that and just kind of talk yourself down and be like, yes, that feeling is real, right. but I'm not going to let it negatively affect me. So basically you, you validate that you're, you know, what you're feeling, but you don't let it kind of take control over how that moment goes and make it a negative thing. You right. just kind of go, okay, process it, realize that your partner's happy. And in the end, they're still going home with you. Exactly. And then you kind of just kind of talk yourself off the edge in a way. Yeah. Cause I mean, now in the moment, this is hard to do, but for our listeners that are listening right now, if you think about uh, when you're not in like a playtime atmosphere and you think about being jealous and you take yourself out of the moment, it's a little bit easier to sit there and be like, you know what? If I let this ruin our night, I'm an asshole. Like as long as no boundaries were crossed or anything like that, you know, rules were followed mm -hmm. and it's just, I'm jealous because something about my insecurities was triggered. Right. You know, that has nothing to do with my partner. Like my insecurities are not my partner's insecurities. So I have to look at that as myself and say, if I let this ruin our night, mm -hmm. what type of partner does that make me? You know, that's being selfish self-centered, mm -hmm. um, you know, not being there for my partner because they're here to have a good time. And if I ruin that, then there's no point in us being there that evening. Right. And then you kind of have to look back too, and, you know, decide if it becomes one of those things where it consistently keeps happening, where no matter what the situation is, that jealousy kind of riddles through your brain all the time. Is it something where, you know, you want to continue being in the lifestyle? Well, it could just be something 
where you may have to adjust your boundaries or your rules. And that could work you too. Um, kind of just a reevaluation of yeah, you know, what you need to do to get to get more secure and comfortable with everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure most veteran lifestylers, um, after a play session, they have that conversation on the ride home or... Yes, you know, I remember that many times even for us. Yeah, and that's when I would bring it up. You know, I wouldn't do it in the moment no. or even right after you're done because, you know... You still you want to continue having a good time. Yeah, like you don't want to spoil it. If your partner just got done, you know, and they had good orgasm and everything, they had a good time and you're like, so this bothered me. Like that's a buzzkill. Yeah, that definitely would be a (laughs) buzzkill. Like you want to try not to do that. So that would definitely quickly end the night on the way home. That's when you can bring up like, Hey, uh, during, you know, your play session or whatever, I was feeling some kind of way because of this or that. And then from there, you can see if it's just a one-off thing, you know, like maybe it was something to do with that particular partner that your partner was playing with. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, and it's something that is going to continue to happen, like we talked about, then you can talk about adjusting your boundaries and rules and whatnot. Right. And I think that's a good point to, to do is to have that conversation after you know, you've had a play, a play session or after you went to an event and, you know, things happened because that way you are more calm. You've had time to just kind of relax, you know, enjoy the rest of the evening, spend time with your partner, maybe even have, you know, some fun time for yourself. And then you can regroup, talk it over with everything with your partner and then kind of, you know, get back on the same page again of, okay, I'm good. This is what we're going to do. And then proceed from there. Absolutely. So that's how I would handle it. All right. I feel like I would pretty much do the same thing. I know my jealousy is way worse than yours. Um, And I think, I don't know if it's just a girl thing, just because a lot of the females that I talk to, regardless if they're in the lifestyle or if they're not, there is jealousy. Um, it's because we compare ourselves so much to every little bit to another female that it it just happens. Well, guys do too. We're just not as open about it as the females. Oh, is that what? Really? You guys compare each other? Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Like, okay. Like for someone like me, mm-hmm. I'm an average five foot nine, you know, 185 pound dad bod type guy Mm -hmm. now i I know that the like the gym rat guys aren't really your type but say they were Mm -hmm. if those are the type of guys you go after all the time then i'm gonna be like well damn i'm i need to compare myself to that because she always goes after him gotcha okay so i mean we kind of be in a way where i mean this doesn't fit for you because you have such a wide range of women that you find attractive yeah i'm a total like you're all over slut. Yeah. i don't <laughs> you i don't man really are. i am i mean <laughs> like you're 125 pounds 130 pounds i'm 135 thank you very much yeah now i know when, when we, we started i was 120. <laughs> no when we well when we got yeah, when, to, we first, when we first got together you were not 120 you were like 105. No. Yes. No way. You wore size zero jeans. No. I was a stretched three. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were tiny. Okay. So. Okay, he's not lying. I was tiny. <laughs> but, like, I crush on girls that are, you know, close to 200. Yeah, you're you're all over. Um, 
and everything like, in between. Yeah, like you like the fit girls, but not super like jacked out. Yeah, like I, I don't like bodybuilders. No, no, you're not attracted to that. Like you don't like my girl crush. No, but but okay. I do like petite girls. Yes, all the way up to, to like like thick. six. Well, you like six. You like girls. six foot girls too. Like real oh, yeah, tall. tall. I, I don't give a Leggy shit. Leggy girls. It. He's all about it. Yeah, like like I would bang the shit out of a midget. I know you would. It's like you, you got to check that off your list at some point. But <laughs> I would also climb a seven foot chick like a spider monkey. <laughs> I like, would. I would pay to see it. Does not bother me one bit. Right. But I mean, so for you, you have this wide range of girls that you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. So I can, I compare myself to like all of them, but there, there's no way that I can be like the thick girl. No. Because I'm just not built like that. Never. <laughs> so, like, those girls who are blessed with those curves and those voluptuous asses, I can't I can't compete with that. And it's fine because I finally was like, yeah, it's okay. You can go for this because I can't give that to you. Literally, I can't. Yeah, I mean, and those are typically the girls that I do chase after in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I generally don't go after women that look like you. You really don't like, like I don't go for the petite, you know, like quote unquote perfect body. Yeah. No, you don't go. I mean, I don't have a perfect body, but no, but in other people's eyes, like you have the, the goal body, you know, you're a tiny frame, big boobs, nice, butt. you know, thank you. Like that's for a lot of guys. That's what they go after. Yeah. But for me. I usually go after you want the, the, the thick girls. You want the natural looking woman is yeah. what you want. I want a real woman. Like, yeah. I don't Understandably care. Understandably so. I don't care if, you know, they got stretch marks or they got <laughs> that little pooch under the belly, oh, you, you mean know, this thing? from having kids this and stuff. Thing. Like, <laughs> that doesn't go away. You got some cellulite? <laughs> I don't care. You know, I'm there to have fun with real people that don't, that don't care how they look i mean like we all have insecurities but the ones that have that confidence of like this is me and just that's it like yeah you're getting what i give you and you love that like that's what you go for for sure i mean and the more confident they are like the harder my dick gets i'm like yeah yes bitch (laughs) (laughs) that you do okay so kind of spinning off from that how do you handle favoritism because once you've been in in the lifestyle and you've had a couple of times where you've got to play with other couples you know what if you find that your other half is getting more attention than you or she's getting or he's getting more playtime than you how do how how would one go about handling that well uh i live this life 24 7 because you get all the attention i don't try that I don't try well, that. I didn't say you tried, but I'm just, I'm just I mean, <laughs> but you do. And it's been that way since day one. Yeah. So like, I've just kind of learned to let you do your thing. And, uh, you know, I try and have my fun where I can, but obviously my pool of potential playmates is much smaller than yours. Which I find really crazy because... Like you have so much to offer because of the fact that you have so much personality. You're super smart. You're handsome. You think in depth and read freaking minds. And like, 
most women love that. So I don't. But you don't usually get a chance to showcase any of that, like in a play setting or like a party setting. No, I guess there's not enough time, really. No, and I mean, from our hotel days, mm-hmm. uh, I I think a big thing too, you know, for all the other guys like me out there that are growers and not showers, like when you're parading around, you know, with two, 300 people mm-hmm. in just like your underwear or naked and you're not hard, the women that are there to like have a good time and play are not looking at the little dicks walking around because they don't know how big you're going to get. But the shower that's, walking around with a soft you know six seven inch dick they know what they're getting into Mm. so that's been my experience at the end of the night Mm -hmm. you know women could flirt with me all night but at the end of the night they're playing with somebody else and it's usually one of the showers or the big dick guys Mm. see i'm all about the the uh, growers because i like the kind of like the surprise of what it's gonna be (laughs) right but if you but were, I also don't think about it though. Like it doesn't, that doesn't, that's not like my, my thought process. Right. But you're also not the type to chase after guys. This is true. I'm also not like the normal type. Yeah. So for the women that are there specifically for men, mm-hmm. like they know what they want. Right. So they, they have to see what they're wanting to play with for that night to kind of be like, okay, I need you, you and you. And I, I really like you, but maybe if I have time, I might come back or if yeah. someone else comes along, I might just right, take them. I don't know what you got. Right. And I'm not going to spend the time to figure it out when I have these ones lined up, mm. you know? And like, I understand it. Like I ain't mad about it, but right. that's just, mm. that's just how they, how they roll. <clears throat> yeah. And that's been my experience. Okay. So, uh, when it comes to the favoritism, I just roll with it. You know, it's, I'm a go with the flow person to begin with. So if you meet somebody that you want to go play with and you know, they're not into me it is what it is, you know, right? I'll either watch or if you're comfortable, you know, by yourself then I'll go do my thing. All right. And so for our listeners, probably the best thing to do in, in that case where you are dealing with the favoritism is, you know, find your niche, you know, find what it is that you're attracted to, what you want to get involved with, and, you mm-hmm. know, maybe go your separate direction from your partner. Well, if yes. if you guys both agreed that that's what you want to do. I was just going to say, um, at this point in your lifestyle career, the six months to a year, mm-hmm. is probably going to be a time where a lot of couples, especially full swap couples, start to have that conversation of, should we consider playing separate? Yeah. Because... Finding the four-way match is really hard. Is almost harder. I think it is harder than finding like a unicorn. I think it is too because sometimes like one part of your 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 couple may not be attracted to the other part of the other couple. Right, and so vice then, versa. So right, and then it just doesn't work. Then so yeah, I think you're right on that. That it's just as hard. Yeah, and it's not harder. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people are like, we only play together. You know, same room. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and that's you know that's fine and if you're okay with missing out on a lot of opportunities then do what you guys want to do you know Mm -hmm. there's no you have to do this or this. right there's no set way of how you have to do something if you want to have experiences 
you need to open yourself up to multiple ways to have those experiences. Right. And being a same room, full swap is going to make things very difficult. Yeah, it could potentially limit your possibilities. Yep. And that's why, you know, over the years we went to, we can play separate because mm-hmm. I, I think we've had, what, two or three, like full swap. Yeah. Where it's like we all. Everybody took, was yeah. able to mix and well together. There was no like, oh, I'm not really feeling And that's in eight or, years. Yeah. So that's not very good. That's like one every other year. <laughs> If that, yeah. If that. <laughs> Those are terrible odds. Very terrible. So, I mean, but now separately though. You've had much more success that way. Yeah. Like I've played a lot more. Yeah. Because that's normally the case. Like you're not into the other guy. Yeah. So you're not going to take one for the team and I don't blame you. And that's one thing. Don't ever do that. Yeah. I mean. That's a surefire way to not have a good time and then regret either like playing all together that night or and it also causes resentment against your partner it does because you're like well i did this because i wanted you to have a good time but i really wasn't into it yeah and then if you're not gonna reciprocate right then it's just gonna keep building yeah to where you know well i always have to take one for the team for you so that you can play and blah 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 yeah so in order to avoid that it's easier for us just to play separate yeah so all right well, the last thing that I want to touch base with the swinging 102 is when it comes to STIs and STDs. Ooh. Yes. So I find it very important and I'm also like a germaphobe and a complete like neurotic person when it comes to like my body. Everything has to be like spot on. Yes. And if any little thing is off, I will go to the doctor even if it's minor. But yes, we know uh, this. <laughs> well, they don't. Now they do. <laughs> now they do. So um, I recommend, or at least what I do, is I get tested. Usually if we go like a long span of not really playing with anybody, I get tested twice a year. And if we are more active, then I get tested every three months. And then if I'm worried for whatever reason, or just more of like an ease up to my mind, I'll get myself tested like a month after something has occurred because like you know i have my three months prior Mm -hmm. we had play sessions or whatnot about a month later if there isn't any issues of course i'll go and test myself again if for whatever reason i'm like eh, something's not right with me and then i'll make sure that i'm completely good yeah or if there's like a mishap with condoms or this or that you know then obviously you want to go get tested a little bit sooner um for me when i go to my doctor um if we're actively playing when they do my blood work and stuff, I'll be like, Hey, check for this stuff too. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my young doctor, he's like 27. <laughs> like he looks like a fucking four year old. Um, you know, then I gotta be like, Hey, um, so how about we do an STD panel? <laughs> and, and they, they will look at you a little funny too, especially yeah. cause they'll ask, you know, well, are you, you know, obviously they ask, are you sexually active? But at this point they know when we're, you know, in our thirties, yeah. but you will have to be like, yes. Like I had to tell <laughs> my doctor that, um, I had some playtime with some females. <laughs> yeah. And like my doctor, you know, he's, he's like super naive. Oh, uh, bless yeah. his heart. <laughs> Cause he knows that we're, you know, engaged and stuff. And, oh, okay. You know, 
he treated our daughter. <laughs> and, oh. Um, so he's like, oh, you know, you need testing. And I'm like, well, we're swingers. So, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Straightens his back. Pulls yeah. on his shirt like, mm, mm, okay. Because yep, you got to remember, we'll, like, we'll, we're we'll in small town Alabama, so <laughs> that shit, you know, it goes on here a it lot, does. It but does. it's not talked about no, at all. Not at all. I know. My, my doctor gave me the same kind of look. Um, the other thing is, in this lifestyle, I'm pretty much, I could bet on almost 99% of everybody is going to use condoms. Um, uh, you would hope. You would but hope. there's I, there's... There's a group of people out there that do not use condoms, and I think it's stupid. It is very stupid. That's what you did when you were in high school and you were dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, for for me, I'm not going to play with somebody that I know is a habitual non-protection user. Correct. I would not either because even that's, if that's too much of a risk. Even if I use protection with that person. like Right. Because you already know that they're not being safe for their own body, right. let alone they're not taking that precaution for you. Yeah, and I'm not going to take the risk. So it's definitely not worth that. So um, to each their own, but we recommend wrapping it up, guys. And also for the women, you know, there are. You can get the diaphragm. Our diaphragms. Um, mm -hmm. There's also a female condom that uh, you can get. I think they sell them at Walmart and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to the, to a diaphragm. It's just not as wide of an opening where like that fold go, or the, the circle goes. Yeah, it's almost like a like a plasticky bag that goes yeah. inside you. Yep. Um, and if you are worried about like oral and stuff like on women, mm -hmm. you can use cellophane. You can there wrap. You yep. You can wrap the whole groin area, mm -hmm. the bajay, you know, and kind of run it up the ass crack and there around, um, keep it all in place. And you can use that as a barrier. That could work. If you want. Um, obviously it's going to dull the sensation a little bit, but. A little, and you'd have to make sure that, you know, your super tongue, super strong tongue yes. isn't going to puncture a hole through. And also, uh, if you put a little lube like over the vagina underneath the the cellophane mm -hmm. it doesn't rub as much like oh. it so it's more like a natural sensation yeah. almost that's a good idea yeah um so if you're ever in a pinch ladies and you want to eat, eat some pussy there you go good idea very good all right so the next part i want to get into is our polyamory and all the different types that we have polyamory okay yes so we have quite a bit. Um, I guess the first one I'd want to start with is, well, for us, we were looking for a, a triad. So we were looking for a female, um, obviously, because Pedro does not want another man. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so that would be where, you know, we each have a relationship with that one other person. So I'd have a relationship with her. I have a relationship with him. He has a relationship with me and has a relationship with her. Basically, in an essence, forming a triangle, hence the triad. Correct. Or as some people call it, a thruple. Yes, the thruple. I think I like that word better. Me too. It sounds so much better than saying triad. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. And then we have from there a quad, mm-hmm. which that one four people exactly. So we basically would have two couples that come together. And now in the triads and the quads, mm-hmm. they are generally closed. Yes. Which means it's only those three or four people. Correct. They, they don't date outside of that group. Right. Just like a monogamous relationship. Basically, just like that. And with, you know, your quad, each person again would have a relationship with each other. Now, granted, it does not have to be that, say, if there was two males. Right. They it, may not. It's usually but, like uh, brother husbands at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. Because like it's you usually basically the, form like a family. Yeah, because a lot of times the women are also bisexual mm-hmm. in quads. Um, not always, but a lot of times. So the women will basically swap male partners, but then also have a relationship with each other. I mean, that, that happens very, very often because yeah. <laughs> us ladies, you know, we got to get our fix. <laughs> yep. Greedy bitches. Okay. Just a little. And then there's also a version called the V. The V. Yes. So that would be, okay. So say, Pedro, you found a girlfriend. Yes. But she was strictly straight. Mm-hmm. And I had, I, I had one of those. You, you did have one of those. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, there's no relationship going on between her and I. Nope. There is no friendship, nothing. We're just, okay, I know you're dating him. You want no relationship really with me. So that's where the, the V would form because you're the center point. Yep. You would be dating the your girlfriend, and then you'd be dating or be married to me. Yes. So that makes your V. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like vaginas. <laughs> I knew you were going with that. <laughs> It's all because I talked about the V, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about something that you do like. And this is kind of our practice of how we do our polyamorous lifestyle is called the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And this is basically where, kind of like I mentioned before, it's that family vibe where every member has some form of a relationship with each other and that they provide a communal support for each other. Correct. Everybody's basically on the same playing field. Everybody has their own uh, standpoint in that relationship. It's not one over another. Yeah. Like everybody hangs out together. Yep. You do things together. No one's left out. Yeah. Um, And, but I do want to bring something up with like the triad stuff. Yeah, please do. Um, Hold on. I have to cough. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Now, in a triad, and it should work this way in a quad too, but not always. Okay. Um, Every person is equal. Yeah. Okay. So that means uh, there should should be no... Like favoritism. Well, there should be no um, relationship bias. Like... Right. Just because me and you are in an established relationship doesn't mean that we have more say right. over the relationship with the three of us. Right. And I feel like we've actually run into that issue a few times because the fact that we've been together for so long that I feel like why it's come up when we had a, another female come in is that they felt like they couldn't have a standpoint on it. Even, and you know, we've talked to them about it cause you know, they brought it up to us. But, you know, we had to explain, like, no, like, we want you to have a say, like, speak up about what 
your opinions are and how you feel about something or what you want to have happen in the future, whether, you know, it's all of us or whatnot, because that's how we want it to work. Right. Because in our thruple or triad situation that, you know, our ideal one, Mm -hmm. we want to build a future. Right. Not just like date somebody for fun and then when we're tired of it, throw them away. Yeah, like we're talking, we're, it's not just like, oh, you know, we're going to go come together on this night for movies. Like, no, we're talking like, where are we going to move together? What kind of house do we want to buy together that's going to accommodate, you know, everything that we want? Like we, as in all three of us, you know, what's going to work for all of our kids because we know everybody's got kids. So we try to, you know, include every little aspect and have them be a part of it. They have basically a chair at our kitchen table. Yeah. And I mean, like same thing, like with finances and all that, Mm -hmm. like everything comes together. If if they need, you know, financial help, we're going to help them. Yeah. You know, the same way we would expect if we needed help, they would help us. Right. Same thing. You know, they need that mental health break. You know, one of us will step in to take over whatever, you know, they were doing. Household duties, kids, you know, like whatever. Exactly. And I mean, obviously that's like down the road in a relationship but way way down the road (laughs) but that's what we want right you know and you know because there's going to be people out there oh unicorn hunters unicorn hunters i hate that we are not and we are far from it and i would want to throat punch every single person (laughs) that's like you're a unicorn hunter no i'm not i just like pussy and i like men too and but my ideal relationship is a triad but why don't you want to date a guy because i have one (laughs) Like, so everybody asks. You okay? So here's the thing: you have to be a really special individual. Like something has to stand out for me to want to date another guy, and that's just because I'm only one person, and I put my you know my heart and soul into you, and I want to have a female, and I haven't had a girlfriend in a while, and I really enjoyed when I do have one, and I really really enjoy when I get to share that triad relationship. And that's where I thrive the most. And that's why I go after that because that's where I know I'm ultimately happy. So you mean there's no OPP here? No. And for those of you who don't know what OPP is, that's a one penis policy. It is a term that the polyamory community loves to throw out when people talk about thruples and triads and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. where they want another female because, you know, God forbid, like you said, a woman would just want to have another female relationship. Yeah. Instead of getting more dick. Right. Like I'm not a lesbian. I need my dick, but I have my dick. What I don't have is the other pussy and that relationship and that connection with feelings that I need. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I, I get it with one guy. But like I said, you'd have to be that something that has to be really standing out for me to possibly entertain dating another guy yeah i mean like you've come close i have i have and i've i've definitely contemplated it with the ones that have made an impression on me where i went man i really connected with him right so so i mean it's not ruled out it's just not something that you're i don't chase after for that no no it's definitely not ruled out okay so sorry for interrupting I, I, i just wanted to clear that up because uh there's a lot of talk in the polyamorous online community mm-hmm. about triads and gotcha. all that and about how uh there's a lot of relationship bias and mm. 
all that stuff. So I just wanted to make it clear that it should not be that way if well, you're going to be in a triad or a quad. Right. Because otherwise it won't really work either. Right. It will literally fail very quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> then it's basically just like having a play thing. Right. And, and nobody the, wants to feel like that. I was just going to say that. Nobody wants to feel that way. And they will leave you in a heartbeat. Yep. So don't do that. Um. So moving on to, well, I guess we kind of, in a way, touched on the hierarchical Right. So that's again where you've got the main relationship. So me and you would be above the other person that you brought in. Or people. Or people. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Um, the other one is the parallel polyamory, which is That's actually pretty popular. It yeah. Apparently I was actually not really too familiar on this one. It's when members aren't interested in being emotionally involved with other polycule members outside of their own partner. So I guess in a way it's kind of similar to a V because, you know, I may not have a relationship per se or, or I could be basically, I'd be writing off a relationship with that other person. Cause I don't really feel like I need one. Yeah. I mean, a parallel uh, poly uh, relationship, it's basically say like you were dating another female who's mm-hmm. also married. Okay. But you did not have a relationship with the husband. But I also did not have a relationship with her. Okay. There's so, where the parallel comes in. Yeah. Like, we're the same, but different. You, you know what right. I mean? Like, you're dating her. Me and the other guy are not dating anybody. Okay. Um, and that can go on for infinite. Like, if I'm dating a chick mm-hmm. whose husband or boyfriend, you know, or other partners have nothing to do with you right like it's it's not a v but it's parallel because we're we're all polyamorous right and we're all dating in this polycule (laughs) (laughs) but not everyone's involved with everybody that's a really good way of explaining that i like that and then the last one is the monopoly relationships so this is where we kind of touched on in earlier episodes we did yeah so this is This is where we have one partner who is polyamorous and we have the other partner who is monogamous. Yeah. So one person's a hoe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you technically were the hoe and converted me. Yes. I'm good at that. <laughs> you took me to the dark side. You had cookies. <laughs> and I did it with no manipulation. No. You just let me be me. I'm a fucking champ. You're a pro. <laughs> So, um, basically, yeah, it's just where you have one person who is in that poly mindset gets to play poly. Right. And the monogamous person is aware and okay with it. Yes. That's, that's the key point. Like your relationship can only identify as being a monopoly if you are fully aware, you are consenting to it and that's how you guys both identify it. Yep. So yeah, that's the E in ethical the, non-monogamy, right? Yes, there. right there, exactly. So we literally listed all of the versions of the E, mm-hmm. basically. Correcto. And there's a lot of them. So there's so many different forms. Yeah, and, you and there's like spin-offs of each of these. Like it can get crazy. Yeah, I I like, only found the ones that pertain. This mainly. is the major stuff. Yeah, like. <laughs> I wasn't going to go from like, okay, so here's the V and here's the X, Y, and Z that goes with that. Yeah, because you can have, <laughs> you know, a year's worth of podcasts just based off that shit. We ain't doing that. No. We got a game to play. 
Yes, we do. <laughs> so should we get into the game or? Yeah, we can do that before we do. Oh, titties. I'm sorry. I'm sweating with my flannel I know. It is fucking hot in here. And then I put the freaking stockings on. I Ooh. thought that would be a good idea. And now I'm just like, I'm just leaving the titties out because when I had it closed, they were not breathing. And I got like. It is hot in the kink kitchen. <laughs> it totally, it totally is. All right. I need a sip. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, it's time to play Celebrity Swap. That's where we pick three celebrities for each one of our hosts to tell us if they would full swap, soft swap, or pass on by. Okay, so. All right, so I want you to go first. <gasps> yeah. All right, so. Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? All right, so I wrote right. the name on it kind of funny. Okay. But I figured, like, well, maybe you wouldn't know, but you know everybody, so I don't even know why I bothered. So Let's here's see. your first one. The fuck? <laughs> okay. All right, so for my listeners, my the first one for him is Kim Kardashian. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm torn on this Ooh. because, like, oh, I, I found do a good not because I do not like her at all. Like, I think she's a fucking terrible human being. But yeah, but I'm sorry. <laughs> because of that, like, I would love to hate fuck her. Oh, yeah, like, all right, just tear that shit up like Ray J. She might deserve it. <laughs> I mean, she's got all that fake shit, like. She can take it. Yeah. Like, I'll tear <laughs> that ass up and like face fucker with those fake lips. Yeah. All right. So. So she is definitely. It, it would be a full swap, but it would be like, I'm taking three Viagra just to make sure I can keep it up and like destroy her. I was going to say, you plan on going for like five hours. Oh yeah. Like. Uh, I'm Lord, you would destroy her. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I get angry. So. I can yeah. take I, it out on her. Because she's yeah. basically like a blow-up doll yeah, at this point. She really is. Fucking $300,000 worth of surgeries, you know. You're going to destroy <laughs> it in like five hours. <laughs> You're like, watch this, bitch. <laughs> oh, God, I hate her. Okay, so. Right. Yeah, so what's mine? Your person is. Make sure it's good. Going to be. Where the hell, there we go. Let's see. Rihanna. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you do to Miss Rihanna? Oh, well, first of all, I'm probably going to have a good heated freaking makeout session with her. And then I'm definitely going to have her eat my pussy and then I'm going to eat her pussy. And then the strap on's going to come out or a double ended dildo. I'm not sure which. Mm, okay. And either have us like be ass to ass fucking the dildo. That would be fucking fun. Okay. And if I could get consent, <laughs> if you're ass to ass with the dildo, like I am eating both of your asses <laughs> while that's going on. Just, just putting that out there. I'm trying to manifest it. Okay. So. All right. But yeah, she's total full swab. Okay. All right. Your next one. My next one. Do, do, do. Do you know who Emma it is? Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would soft swap with her. You would soft swap with her? Yeah. All right, so why would you only soft swap with her? Because, like, I think she would give good head, hmm. but I don't really think... She does have tiny lips. Like, I don't know. I just don't think she'd be a great fuck. Oh, do you think she would be kind of like vanilla? Yeah. yeah, I think she'd be boring. Really? 
Yep. Mm. But might, uh, she's got a pretty face, and I does. like her mouth. So, like, I would love to see her lips wrapped around my cock and just like staring at me. That um, would be pretty hot. Yeah, because she's got pretty eyes. I would totally watch for that. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It would, would be hot. Yes, and would. and I, I picture her being like a real like seductive blowjob giver. Yeah. Not yeah. like a. Oh, oh, oh. She's like, not a dirty girl. She's yeah. just like, let me get in on this angle yeah. and let me go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. She's a lot of tongue, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So she's a soft swap. For All me. right. All right. Your next one is. Oh, yeah. That's a full swap. Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. That's a full swap. He can do whatever he wants to me. <laughs> she says whatever he wants. Yep. Okay. I'm not even going to want, like, that's not even like, let me be the one in charge. No, no. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so what do you think? You think uh, he's like a good lay or do you think he's more of like. I would hope he's a good lay, but I would be very disappointed if like I had the high hopes that he was good and it wasn't. I'd be like, what? And then I think I would totally lose my attraction to him. Well, I mean, I could understand that. <laughs> like somebody's shitty in bed doesn't matter how hot they are yeah yeah so i'm i'm hoping that he would be really good so would you let him do you in the ass if he doesn't have a huge cock yeah <laughs> i don't know what he's i, I don't know either <laughs> i don't know either i don't think he's ever done any nude I, movies. I don't i don't think so and everything that he's ever worn you can't tell so it's always in a suit <laughs> yeah he is always in a suit <laughs> or something that's really really dark so you can't yeah. see any kind of a imprint <laughs> Yeah, he's probably a grower like me because me and him kind of look alike. Maybe that's why I like him so much. Maybe if I shaved my beard. Yeah, I was always really into him for all the movies he was in because they were always like fighting and weapons. And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, take me. <laughs> Such a dirty whore. I totally am. <laughs> all right, your last one. Mm. Nicki Minaj. Okay. I, I, I want to know. I would totally full swap with her. Okay. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised. Really? Yeah, because I wasn't sure how you would feel about her just because of like... I think her music is shit. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to like... But from everything I've read and like seen of her, she's a really good person. Oh, okay. Like she's a sweetheart. Like she just acts all like crazy because it's her job. Right. But like... I heard she does a lot of stuff for charities and stuff. Oh, so which she makes her be. even hotter. Yeah, and dead ass. Like, I know. That's why I was like, he may go for it, even though she really sucks at singing, and I don't really know much more about her personality or anything. But I, I was would, like, but she's got a really nice ass, <laughs> and you're an ass yeah. guy. Like I would do all the things to that booty, <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure, like, I could just barely get to that little dangly thing in the back of her throat but i would try my best <laughs> all right she's the one that sings that right yes yeah, she okay. is yeah you're like please tell me i'm telling about yeah. right girl Whew. you totally are good yeah she's she sings the wap the wap or the, the wop wap wop wop <laughs> wap it's that wet ass pussy right yeah i, I call it wop i think it's wap I think it's WAP. WAP, WAP, WAP. <laughs> We're going to go back and forth about how we enunciate things. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would totally do her. All right. All right. So that was all I got. Okay. I'll so your more. last one. Yeah. This is going to be 
a super easy one. Oh, like, is it? I don't I know. Even, All my other ones are really easy too. So yeah. let me see what you got. Oh my God. <laughs> really? I had to just get it out of the way because it was going to come you up just eventually. Knew? Yeah. All right. So he gave me Jason Momoa and yes, that's a full swap. Yep. That's, she's been like going on about this guy since we've been together. Um, no, yeah. not since we've been together because I didn't really know who he was until Game of Thrones. Okay, so a year after we got together. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So almost the whole time. But in my, my, like, I haven't even watched any of his other movies that he's been in. And Game of Thrones was not even a movie. It was just a series. And he was only in it for like one season. Not even. It was like, what, maybe half, half of that season? <laughs> and he was gone because they killed him? Yeah. Like... Thanks, Daenerys. You suck. Well, I mean, all good things have to come to an end. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, no, he's a full swap. <laughs> That's one of those things I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder if it's like the skin complexion because I'm also attracted to Dwayne Johnson. And it's another thing. It's just something about that skin complexion. Like, because he's, I don't know if he's Hawaiian, but... He kind of looks it. I don't know what he is. I don't know either. Except a pretty boy. No, he is not a pretty boy. Pretty A pretty boy is like Adam Levine. I don't know. The the perfect long hair and... Like I don't really call that perfect. Manicured beard and... That's not manicured beard, is it? Yeah. I don't know. He looks like he's got some bald spots in that beard. I I'm not... Know. I don't care what your beard looks like. As long as it's there and it's not scraggly, I'm all about it. I like beards. Let me sit on that beard. I'll, well, I'll be it sure for you. To, to pass the uh, <laughs> the message along to Jason Momoa for you. All right. All right. So that is this edition of Celebrity Swap or Not. Swap or Not. All right. We'll have to start making it harder. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research, some digging yeah. into some difficult ones to think about. What we need to do is we need to try to find some celebrities that have done like nude stuff so that we can really be like, this is what you're getting. You yeah. Know? <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we're going to do for the next one. All right. So our last segment is our BDSM. And I wanted to touch base on the safety of that. Safety. Yes. yes. Very so, important. Yes. So with BDSM, you have to be really careful with all different aspects um, whether you're doing impact play, whether you're doing breath play, whether you're even doing anal, if you're playing with different things. Hell, even if you're doing uh, like degradation and humiliation, you got to be careful. I mean, well, yeah, because you can emotionally damage somebody. Emotional damage. Wow, that was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Somebody watches TikTok too much. <laughs> I, I need to make that a sound on my soundboard. You totally should, because that was like <laughs> on point. So starting off with the basics of the safety is your safe words and signals. Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember what my safe word used to be because I don't have one anymore. Well, we always but just usually use the just red. Red is the go to. Yep. Red, yellow, green. That's the system we've been using for seven years. Yeah. So easy as that red stop yellow you we need to slow down some i'm not okay right now and green is keep going yeah and don't like if you're in a new dynamic and stuff don't say you don't have 
limits or like a safe word or anything like that because there's always going to be a time where you may need it. Right. And then also, I think that's also an important thing to mention too about always letting everybody know what your limits are, especially if, you know, say you go to a dungeon and you're not as, you know, me being a, a slave, if I wasn't owned by somebody and I wanted to have a scene with somebody else, you don't know them. You don't know how right. they you, do things. You definitely have to negotiate before you do any yeah. sort of play. I mean, yeah, that, so. that's like, you can't play without negotiation. Correct. And if you do, whatever happens to you, unfortunately, it, it's going to come down on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't giving that communication that is needed. Um, we also have the signals. So this would be, you know, if you cannot talk, you can't verbally say Mm -hmm. red. So we had one where it was, you had to, I believe it was hit. I had to have my fist and I would hit the bed or something three times. Mm -hmm. That would be the signal he would look for of, I was not okay. We needed to stop. And you will, you will all have something that's going to work for you and that your partner is aware of. And we also used uh, the blinking for if you were restrained and couldn't use your hands. Right, right. Because that's the other thing. Sometimes you're in a position where you can't even do that type of signal. So you have to come up with like a backup depending on what your scene is going to portray. You just blink really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, I'm losing my voice. Hang on one second. Drink that water, bitch. Oh, that's much better. Um, The other thing is avoid cheap floggers. Yeah. I mean, like if you're going to do any type of serious, you know, impact play, spend the money. Yes. Buy quality floggers. Uh, You can get them on Etsy. Mm -hmm. There's some really good uh, uh, leather people on there. Yep. And you can go. Deer skin is a really good one. You can go to kink shops (laughs) if you have any near you, Yep. you know. And even if you, okay, you've been to some of the parties, there is nine times out of ten going to be at least one vendor who either makes their own or is able to get a hold of somebody who has good quality implements that you can purchase. Yeah. um, That's not the place to skimp on, like, money. No, definitely not. Like, uh, I think my favorite flogger we had was, like, $80. Um, and that was only for one of them. So, yeah. And even that's kind of cheap for, you know, from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, like, but it's also not very large. So I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty big. It's not the biggest out there, but no, it's it's not, but it's not small. It's definitely good quality. You can tell the difference in some of them. Yeah. Like the stuff you get at like a sex store. Yeah. Those are the ones you want to avoid from. Those are novelty stuff. Like that's for if you've never really done any type of impact play and you and your partner are just feeling a little kinky and you want to try some new stuff. Yeah. Then yeah, sure. But if you're going to be doing any type of, you know, actual scene, Mm -hmm. then invest the money. Right. Because it'll be worth it. It'll last a long time Mm -hmm. uh, and it'll be more comfortable for you and your bottom. Right. Also, speaking of using those floggers, you want to make sure you avoid your kidney area. Yes. The lower back and your neck. Mm -hmm. And also avoid, and I didn't even think of this one, is your joints. 
You don't want to hit the back of your knees, your elbows or your ankles or even, you know, your neck as well. Yeah. I mean, when you get into like the heavy floggers and stuff, um, when you really swing those things, I mean, you're basically swinging around a couple pounds. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's going to have some force. You can really hurt somebody. And, uh, in the kidney area, especially, um, it's like in boxing, you know, you throw those kidney punches, mm-hmm. that'll fuck you up in a hurry. And you won't even realize it though, because you know, your back is, you know, covering yep. that. You won't feel that till, till the next day. Yeah. And then you'd be like, wow, I feel like someone punched me in my kidney. <laughs> yeah. The flogger did. Yep. And then that could affect your urination mm-hmm. and everything else. And you can get sick from it actually. Yeah, you can. So you want to avoid that. Yep. Um, also, you want to avoid using any objects to the face. Hands are one thing, but don't use a flogger to the face. Don't use like anything that is a big, heavy object. Don't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's not advisable. You can do it if you are trained to yeah, do it. And if you know, you're trained. And obviously, if, if the you, person's wanting if that you too. have consent. Um, but you're not going to want to do that if, say, your bottom has a job that deals with people mm-hmm. because there's a good chance it's you gonna are going to fuck them up. Oh yeah. Like you're going to have bruises and, and it, at the very least you're going to have some abrasions Yeah, because your skin is much softer. Yes. So <laughs> definitely face. if you're going to do it, only do that. If you know, in that situation, you're not going to be dealing with public and also, you know, maybe you can cover it up and you stay at home. And yeah. you don't have to really worry about it. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we've done the crop on your face a couple times. We have. And the ruler. And the ruler, yeah. yeah. But, you know, obviously, as a dominant, it's your job to... Uh, Read your submissive. Yeah, to and dictate know. how aggressive you're going to yes. be in those areas. Like, yes. You know, like, you can do it for shock factor, but... Mm-hmm you're really not going to be doing it to hurt your submissive no, or your bottom. Definitely not. I mean, not unless that's what they want. Like I did have like a submissive you had, like you that. You had a pain slut that was yeah. all about that. So she needed it. Right. Um, my my favorite in a, is the candles. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the wax being dripped on me. But be careful with that. You need to be using paraffin candles. Um, your black candles and beeswax candles actually burn a lot hotter than the paraffin candles. So you're actually going to literally give yourself first into second degree, second degree burns. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure what some of like the store bought candles are made out of, but I do know that like the scented candles and stuff that Mm -hmm. you buy, don't do that. Uh, they burn a lot hotter. They really do. Yeah. So make sure that you get ones that are like the paraffin ones or specifically for using body wax. They sell, Candles specifically for wax play. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, what's the other one? Oh, and big safety tip on wax play. Yeah. If you've never done it and you want to try it, start from, I'm sorry, start by dripping the wax from a higher elevation. Yes. Don't start close to the skin because that. that's going to be hot. The, the closer you are to the source of the wax, the hotter it's going to be. So what I like to do with new people is I start a good like foot and a half above them 
And then if that's not hot enough, I'll come down a couple inches. And like work your way down? Yeah. Until they're like, ah, 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 ah. That's a good tip. Yeah. That's definitely a good one. Um, also, when it comes to restraints, the, like, I mean, we all like to have something soft, but the silk and the nylon stockings are usually not a no, a, they're a no-go um, because they're really hard to untie once they get really taut because we will pull against it mm-hmm. um, regardless of what happens. So it'll get almost like a restrictor on your body and then it right. can actually cause nerve damage. Yeah, and the, the, the fabric will also get super thin. Right. Which can actually cut you. Yes. You know, if it's tight enough. Right. Um, and I prefer hemp rope. And it's really advisable to use a form of rope. Um, even the, the silk rope, or I yeah. call it silk rope. It's, but It's Japanese silk rope. Thank you. And like, that's good for, for learning how to tie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good just for like for quick, like bonded sessions. Right, right. Um, but if you're really going to get into rope play, invest in good quality hemp rope and uh season it you know make sure that you have all those uh loose fibers taken care of because you have to wet the rope and Mm. you know squeeze it out and dry it uh you really want to take good care of your rope because it's going to be in every you know crevice of your (laughs) submissive's body and you don't want to give them any unnecessary abrasions or anything like that so thoughtful I mean, there's times where you want it to, but that's for the sadist people. Right. Um, and for that, like, I'll use, like, clothesline type stuff. Yeah. It's a lot more abrasive. Yes, and I've had one of those the already. biggest uh, few safety tips when it comes to rope play, mm-hmm. always have a pair of shears. Good idea. That way, Close in by. case you get stuck, you can't get them undone. There's an emergency, like for whatever reason, you forgot the stove was, your stove was on and you were cooking something and a fire started, you need to get them out as soon yeah, as possible. Or, you know, if you did a bad tie, it happens. Um, and you see your submissives starting to Go turn colors, right. <laughs> you, you know. They're losing feeling in a limb. Yeah, like if you can't get that not done, undone in like a second, mm-hmm. just cut it. Like, yeah don't take the risk yeah it's you can buy more rope i was just gonna say you can but you can replace the rope you can't replace a limb um and the other thing is when you do ties that you are going to be suspending like limbs you know like say you're going to be holding somebody's arms or legs up always make sure that you double the rope up and do several so two layers yeah do several windings of that so that you have a wide area right so it's like an even points you have even points throughout how they're laying against it so it's not going to just be hitting a nerve on one strand yeah and because you don't want it to dig into their their body parts right you want it to support them but still give them that good feeling and there's a ton of ton of literature and videos out there Mm -hmm. i mean if you really want to get into rope work i suggest youtube there's a bunch of uh, shibari books on amazon just learn everything you can you know yeah that's a topic that you can never learn enough on nope and it's always changing and there's always new things so it's always good to you know freshen yourself up on what is the best thing to do or 
what's new to learn about. Right. Um, and as far as other bondage goes, uh, never leave somebody in bondage. No. Like. Unattended, don't yeah, leave them. Don't leave them, leave them. I mean, you can run like downstairs to get a drink or something, mm -hmm. but don't leave the house. Don't leave them unattended for more than a couple minutes. Right. Um, that's not safe because God forbid, you know, your house does catch on fire mm -hmm. and and they can't get on. They can't get out. So that's not something I would want to live with. Yes, definitely not. Uh, and then the last thing when it comes to bondage is don't make somebody sleep in restraints. Oh. Like don't keep, you know, like their arms tied above their head, like in bed and stuff, mainly because it can cause severe joint pain mm. and discomfort. Um, and depending on that person's body, like they may or may not heal well from that, okay. which could limit your future play. And that's a bummer. That's a good thing to note. Yeah. So, uh, definitely don't do that and don't leave ball gags in for <laughs> extended periods of time. Um, cause that can really hurt somebody's jaw. Mm-hmm. And I can already be like, oh, TMJ right there is going to flare up. Yep. And also, uh, depending on position that you have somebody in with a ball gag in, uh, be very mindful of them choking on their own saliva. Yes. <laughs> yes, that will happen. Yeah. So just always be mindful when any type of uh, bondage is going on, anything's in somebody's mouth. Um, and especially during like breath play, you need to really read up on that. Yes. Breath play is a very intricate and very serious thing to do. And you must take it very seriously. Yeah. Like I'm not going to get into telling people how to do it on this show. Um, just because I don't want to be responsible for somebody doing no, it definitely incorrectly. Not. Um, but the one thing I will say is when you are quote unquote choking somebody, you are not actually cutting off their airway. No. So do not grab them like by the front of the throat. No. You're using your pressure points on the sides of the neck to stop blood flow. Yes. <laughs> it's not actual oxygen. You're still yeah. breathing. Yeah. You're just getting a lack of oxygen in your blood to the brain. Right. So uh, be very careful if you do get into that watch videos, read books, mm -hmm. go to seminars if you have them in your area. Yeah. Um, you know, really do your due diligence in learning about breath play because that is not something to fuck with. And in fact, a lot of dungeons do not allow it. It's a good idea. Just because of the liability. Mm -hmm. So, and you got to remember too, if you accidentally kill your partner, you're going to jail. Yeah. doesn't matter if she consented to it. Like the law is not going to see it that way. Nope. You basically strangled your partner yeah. to death. <laughs> so. So don't do that. Be very careful. You know, that's all I can say. All right. Well, I think we pretty much covered all of our bases. We covered our bases. Yep. Uh, we did run a little over, but hey, we had to get all the information out. Yes. It's and okay. And if anybody would like to put in their comments, um, either would like to be on the show, we would absolutely love to have a guest on and be able to chat with them. You can email us at the kitchen sink, E&M and kink, 
at gmail.com. We also have our Facebook page and we also have our TikTok as well. So we got a couple ways that you can get a hold of us. Absolutely. And fun thing is next week we've got Halloween. Yes, we're going to do some fun stuff for Halloween. It's going to be a scary episode, I can tell you that. Yep, we're not giving any more details, but it's nope. going to be fun. Absolutely. And it'll be coming out just on time for yep, Halloween. It'll, it'll it'll release on Halloween. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So stay tuned for that one. Thank you guys for being with us, and we'll see you next time. And that's our show, everybody. You can find us on our socials on TikTok at KSENM and Kink Podcast, at Tink Swings one and at JUST underscore Pedro 83. We're also on Instagram at KSENM and Kink Podcast. And of course, you can find us on our OnlyFans at KSENM and Kink Podcast, which for $5.99 a month, you can go behind the scenes when we record our shows and watch all the sexy videos and uh, the toy reviews and all that. We are also going to be streaming live on OnlyFans when we do our recordings on Friday evenings. So be sure to check that out. We'd really appreciate it if you do. Um, and Tink's OnlyFans is at Pixie, P-I-X-I-E, I-N-D-I-X-I-E 69. Pixie in Dixie 69. You can also find us on SLS.com. Our username there is Pedro and Tink. So if you are in Alabama and want to get together, let us know. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next week.